0: What's up family? Aaron here. Thank you so much for lending me your ears today. I hope you are having a wonderful morning, afternoon or evening whenever this episode finds you wherever you are in the world. Something that is always interesting to me, especially if you're in another country that is outside the United States. I still care about the people that are in the United States, but I don't know. There's just something about being away from home and imagining what it would be like to be in shanghai listening to my voice coming out of a box but anyways um if you want to help support the podcast please head on over to anchor.fm forward slash opening presence um it's not my usual mo to be asking for things but that's what reciprocation is and i'm getting better at uh uh, putting it out there because if I don't create the door, nobody knows to walk through it. So if you want to help support the podcast and future episodes, um, it's my mission to keep providing value and insight in the ways that I know how as I continue to learn and grow and open presence with my friends and family and all of you because this is the this is the give and take nature um, that I want to create um, in this world where a lot of things are kind of self selfish selfishly driven um i want to create like an open dialogue open reciprocal relationship um, between me and the people that are listening so uh, once again thank you so much for for tuning in um but yeah without further ado let's get to this dope episode welcome to opening presents the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Lorenzo de Alicante. He is an artist, entrepreneur, and the owner of Lowe's Burgers, the best damn smash burger you've never had. In this conversation, we discuss how Lorenzo explores his Mexican-American identity through design and creating community. He also shares the organic process that led him into launching his first business and the importance of having friends who believe in our dreams. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Welcome to Opening Presents. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's a very special episode because I know that this person is multi-talented, opinionated, and I don't even know where this conversation is going (laughs) to go, but it's going to be an amazing one. Um, Today, I'm speaking with Lorenzo, what's your last name?
1: De Alicante. De Alicante.
0: De Alicante. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, I used to live on a street called Alicante. No shit, really? Yeah, Where? in in San Diego.
1: That's nuts. I had no idea. It's a very rare What does it mean? It's a city in Spain. Okay. Um so Alicante. It's a cool story. I mean it's a it's actually a uh a Arabic translation of a Latin word called City of Lights. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty See? <laughs> exactly. I already knew it was gonna go off like that. I was like I was like, this
0: dude knows so much in it. It must, like, run in the family.
1: Yeah, so, actually, that's a whole, that's a whole other story. Yeah. My, my grandpa, yeah, my grandpa just made it up to last name. Uh, it's actually pretty common for, like, Mexican, like, old Mexican dudes to just change the family's last name, especially mm. if they're, like, a patriarch, you know? Um, so, that's kind of what he did. Uh, my old last name of my family was Alvarez, mm-hmm. um, which is way more common. But uh, he found out that one of my ancestors, his, his mom, I think... So, my great-grandmother um, was actually an orphan from Alicante, Spain. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, then he, like, changed the Switched whole Switched it up. Yeah. I, li- I like the,
0: the decisiveness and the assertiveness. It's yeah, like, he it, it didn't just, wait for it. He didn't yeah, even, like, yeah, discuss like, it to grandma <laughs> no, or anything. No, no. He was just like, no, nah, this uh, is what yeah, it is. She now. was We're like, with
2: on it. her
1: deathbed. Very, like, very, like dramatic. Very, you know, yeah. Caused, caused a lot of tension. But, man, it's cool. I was the, actually the first born de Alicante. Really? Yeah, of my whole family
0: dude that's dope yeah okay so (laughs) so okay so let's 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 break down kind of like your family structure because like you like obviously like or not obviously to the people listening obviously obvious to like cameron it's like that's your cousin yeah brilliant individual um noah who i've met as well but none of y'all look alike
1: yeah are you thinking of a a uh What's Sebastian? Sebastian, Mandela. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. You have a friend. Yeah, Mandela. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, all, they're all family. Also in Aries. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Similar people. But it's like all of you have different passions, mm-hmm. but all of y'all connect on this deep, deep level of yeah. knowing so much about so many different things. And there's a through line that I've experienced in the, like the time that I've known you all that's special. Yeah. And me. it's, it's a great bond yeah. that I've been able to like witness and slowly become like more uh, intimate with. Huh. Um, but yeah, like growing up in Portland I think is, is something that I'd like to yeah like dive into because everyone you grew up in Portland. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Born and raised actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I guess I'll clarify for everybody. I'm mixed race. Uh, my dad's Mexican. Born and raised in Oregon, though. Um, and then my mom's white, like, just Heinz 57 sauce, white person. You know, <laughs> like, every type of white person. A um, little bit of Jewish ancestry, a little bit of, uh, you know, indigeneity from uh, the Appalachians. But, yeah, so pretty much, but just white, you know. Um, but on her side, the Russian-Jewish side, I'm actually, like, a fifth-generation Portlander. Mm-hmm. And so is Cameron then. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but uh, growing up in Portland, being a person of color, being a brown dude, sucks. <laughs> sucks <laughs> ass. I mean, like, just all the ostracization. I went to Grant High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Mexican kids there at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's. It wasn't until my adolescence to where I could actually find other people like me. Uh huh. Um, or my, you know, young adulthood.
0: Yeah, when since it in those like instances it is kind of lonely. Like I was like, like one of like six black kids in school, and I was always quiet. Yeah. But what were some of the early ways that you were able to like stand in your identity and own it without feeling like those 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 alienated vibes of being like, oh, I'm different, and trying to like be or want to yeah to be a part of anything else. It's like no, I'm gonna start owning this and and what it probably, were those early explorations yeah like? it
1: probably wasn't until i was like like i was saying 17 or 18 so where mm-hmm. i really like was able to embrace that side of my my, my being because you're so i mean you get imposter syndrome right mm-hmm. uh, living in such a white habitus um so breaking out of that it's i mean it's liberating right i mean you're you're embracing every part of yourself mm-hmm. and then but then at the same time yeah it's like you lose friends you lose people. Like, yeah. Uh, you, as soon as you start really understanding where you come from and who you are and what that means and what that means to I don't know, what, what you're representing at that point. You, you know, I cut, shed a lot of, you know, white friends because, mm. you know, fuck them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that's what you're supposed to do. And then um, or that's just like y- there's no choice left at that point. Yeah. But uh, but then it also helped me, you know, establish my uh narrative for my art you know Mm um so yeah i mean it's i don't know in some ways
0: it's i'm glad to have had this you know this almost like um, what's the word i'm looking for like initiation but it's like something that you recognize that you need a transformation Mm -hmm. to align with what is what is begging to be expressed through you
1: exactly and it's almost like portland's a weird catalyst to like I don't know. As a, a person of color growing up here, it's almost like this. Like I can be louder, and mm-hmm. I also also post like um, post all of the, uh, the protests and shit in 2020. The social space in Portland's like just changed so dramatically. Like I remember going to BLM protests in 2015 and just like having no support from anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody was aware of the shit, and then all of a sudden it's like just switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody seems. I don't know, to have changed a
0: lot. Yeah, yeah, but they haven't changed exactly because it's yeah. fake. It is. It's fake, fake as fuck, mm-hmm. and nobody points it out. No, like I, I've, I've been going through this like kind of not this existential or just like this realization mm-hmm. of like recognizing and trusting the intuition. Like similar to what you're saying, just like you have kind of like this duty to be authentic and to really express like the truth. That lives within you, and mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, when you look around and you see all this fakery, yeah. I'm just like, wait, but nobody's calling it out. It's almost what harder it now
1: to like distinguish people from I don't know, being real ones or mm-hmm. being actual allies, and people from being just like, you know, I don't know. How to yeah, I think, I think it's, yeah, I think performance. Yeah, I think you can feel it though. Yeah. It's like if you yeah. really, if you really tune in, and that's another thing. Like as people of color, we've had to like. Be way more intuitive mm-hmm. and way more like em- almost empathic, just to like snuff people out, like that. yeah, for survival, you know,
0: exactly, exactly that, and and now it's like that intuition when not fearing for like our safety, yeah, is a superpower at the same yeah, time because it it's like it, it's also as a means to like creating and just knowing, so you don't waste your time in certain spaces. Because I used to waste hell of time feeling uncomfortable around yeah. people and it's just like yo this yeah. is just what i deserve i guess yeah. because <laughs> because this is just what it is mm-hmm. and i never really like discern like what do i truly truly want who are the people that really resonate with me who support me and, and i don't have foster... to and i don't have to explain yeah, yeah. explain shit y'all just
1: get it and those people yeah they, and like without having all that like that sh- that fat to trim almost like mm-hmm. that that in-between shit mm-hmm. to filter out yeah y- it fosters growth
0: Mm -hmm. like more fluidly almost you know what I mean yeah most definitely but we have to like seek those those instances yeah those people those instances out and then learning to like trust like that intuition because it's like there's this like secret I don't say secret but like this inner guidance system that all of us have and it's like it's like we're talking to ourselves. It's like our mind and our body. It's spirit. Yeah. Like when we would get and these ideas a, and inspiration, yeah. <laughs> and it just like it says, do this. And it's like a lot of the times where we don't trust it. We're like, oh no, no, no. Like this isn't what I'm used to. Yeah. So I'm gonna fall back and just kind of do what's what's been told of or me. what's safe, right?
1: Because mm-hmm. I don't know breaking through. I don't know any social mold or fabric that you're you've been conditioned to live in. It's vulnerable you know
0: yeah yeah well it's like you risk being like lonely it's like you're like you're saying you lose a lot of people Mm -hmm. and this next journey of like my own ascension it's like it's requiring me to like speak about things that like maybe put me in a position to be judged and and to be challenged and yeah and (laughs) to be isolated and and kind of stand on an island
1: and because no matter what i don't know somebody's gonna you're gonna slip up you know, like you're going to you're going to fuck up and, you know, it's having the right friends to like hold you accountable mm-hmm. in ways like, will like, like I said before, foster your growth or mm-hmm. like make you, I don't know, want to grow as a person, but create yeah. space to do that. Yeah. Well, well yeah. A
0: con- having a yeah. container to like yeah. throw things back. That's why it's like it's important to have people around who have opinions that can, yeah. that are willing to express themselves and then not and vilify you. and vilify. Yeah, yeah, and not, like yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, you think this, all right, yeah. explain it. Yeah. And then you have to do it. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you've got to work it out instead of like the worst type of situation is when you're in a room and everybody agrees with every single thing that yeah. you're saying. It's that's like, not, that's, that's not how fun. you know you're in the <laughs> wrong <laughs> that's space. An echo chamber. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. not, yeah. I, I mean, think there's a ton of that going along right now too. Yeah. It's just like, we're just, validating each other's fears it's like oh you're scared of that shit too oh me too i'm scared of the boogeyman too yeah and then then you don't go anywhere. it's like what do you want to do what (laughs) do you want to do Do you want to beat the boogeyman it's like no like let's just let's just exist in this fear of the boogeyman let's not do anything to to kill the Hmm. boogeyman and
1: i i I see that a lot like because i'm i'm the first i'm the first year of gen z technically and i see a lot of people from my generation just being kind of um immobilized by fear or, or like of the unknown really yes Um, because unfortunately in this capitalistic world like you're almost rewarded for taking risks and like that's terrifying especially without I don't know we don't have as much generational wealth as the the generations before us (coughs) so I don't know but as soon as you do take a leap a huge plunge it's like it's it's first of all it's liberating second of all it's like it's you're doing your own thing mm-hmm. and you're rewarded for it. The universe will reward you for it. And people gravitate towards you for
0: doing it. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, so I want to dive into, we will dive into what you just, like that gem <laughs> that you just yeah. dropped right there. I don't think
1: I've even told everybody what I do. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, get to, we'll get to that point. Because you do, you do a lot of different I lot things. Of shit, and yeah.
0: I, I think like starting at like your creative practice mm-hmm. will kind of open the door to explore other the other avenues that you've invested time into yeah that makes sense yeah so what are some of the early mediums or like your first passions I don't want you to say mediums
1: yeah I mean just exploring um like I kind of uh said earlier just my Mexican identity but I really I started out my art path just wanting to do kind of like a, like a futurism kind of like a Uh, mestizo futurism type of thing or or not mestizo but just like a mexican futurism Mm -hmm. Um, and then that really uh, opened me up to like a huge exploration into mexican identity in general and then doing that i realized like oh holy shit there's so much more about mexico so much more about what it means to you know ethnically be mexican or just like how made up that is and um, like nationally mexican Um, and then also like the whole Latino identity on top of that. So I just kind of like rabbit holed and and spiraled into myself, exploring all these avenues. Um, and I came on the other side being like, okay, I'm Mexican American. I'm Chicano, you know, like just like establishing which identity encapsulated me the most. Um, so now I, I basically, my whole narrative is I want to hybridize, um, kind of ancient Mexican pictograms, like from a lot of codexes, like the Codex Borgia, what's uh, that? It's like it's uh basically a collection, a codexes of um like pictograms th- describing or illustrating um, Mexican religion or an ancient native Mexican religion um, practices, um, so like the mexica, the Nahua people um the Toltecs there's a lot of different codexes that portray these things mm-hmm. um, but illustrative wise they're very like simple Just 2d i don't know i, I love the way they look on paper and um just so i want to hybridize that with like i guess stereotypical uh mexican iconography mm-hmm. so like a big thing i use now is like uh slowpoke rodriguez and speedy gonzalez <laughs> um, you know and like and then- pe- uh kind of juxtaposing that or contrasting that with you know um ancient mexican uh you know like I said, pictograms, and just kind of creating this like yeah, this kind of like um new interpretation of the overmind, so like to me the most beautiful part of Mexican identity is like these ancient civilizations that were here before, like pre-colonialism. Um, but then post-colonial we've been like reduced down to this like caricature right so mm-hmm. contrasting those two elements and then like bl- making something new out of it's kind of like what i
0: love to do yeah with my art, you know what no I mean? it's it's super important yeah and it's like just like the depth of of just attacking that whole concept yeah. because it's <laughs> like yo like that's that's like endless because like the wisdom of of these like ancient civilizations and like their connection to god and spirit mm-hmm. which runs so deep in everyday life yeah and like to just boil it down into a caricature of a speedy gonzalez or or just like a menu or of, and like, also like, like it's just like oh yeah like, like
1: let's. Uh, speedy gonzalez is like the looney tunes like a, a white american perception yeah of mexican identity and mexican sure. people yeah and so you know i feel like as somebody who has like you know native mexican roots um and just native roots in general like i don't know like combining those two elements is me in Mm -hmm. a way or is a lot of mexican americans in general because i don't know we've been reduced into something we're not um but it's also kind of funny (laughs) it's like it's it's kind of like it's like i don't know there's something about it that's kind of yeah
0: It like poking fun (laughs) at kind of like someone's attempt to to boil down, like, something that's endless and eternal yeah. into a caricature. It's just, like, how silly do you, like, like you think that actually works, motherfucker? Mm-hmm,
1: exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to make <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez have, like, you know, five eyes with, uh-huh. like, you know, uh, a pictogram of a god dancing around him,
0: you know? Uh-huh. What did you learn about yourself mostly, like, from these explorations? Um, I, I think I just, that's a good question, actually.
1: I learned, well, first of all, that my artistic practice is almost like an epigenetic lineage, Um, just through, I don't know, almost, I guess like indigenous shamanism, a huge part of that is creating art, especially in uh, like ancient Mexican history. That's like, yeah. Um, So that was a big one. Um, But I think, you know, this is gonna sound funny, one of the biggest things I realized is that I'm American. <laughs> 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 like, I, no matter how m- much I, like, explore my identity and how much I, like, uh, synthesize it into, like, my own being, my own identity, um, you go to a different country. You, you, you I, I, I'm not, I don't fit in, in Mexico, you know? I don't fit in, in, you know, a lot of spaces, but, like, I'm Mexican-American, like, I'm, and it it, it feels like it's kind of like just, uh, when I first made that realization, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, okay, fuck. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, where do we go from here? Yeah, exactly. Where do I go from here? I'm like, uh, it felt more of like a disadvantage. Um, but then realizing like I'm American, American, I'm like a synthesis of all these different things coming together, you know, from different areas or from this land itself. And, you know, I'm, I'm navigating this, like, you know, this, weird fucking culture. This yeah. wild like al- 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 almost like opposite of nature. Um, you know, like Babylon. I'm <laughs> navigating Babylon <laughs> and you know, like what what do I like it's powerful. Like, I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I guess t- to answer it briefly, like empowered. Yeah. Like, it yeah, it's it's empowered.
0: a beautiful thing to finally like individuate and like it's I guess like consolidating it into like a A simplistic answer it's like that it is like yes like i do connect deeply with the roots of like my lineage and my ancestry and i appreciate them and their strength run through runs through my brain and my veins but it's like we are living in this context right now and merging those and being the bridge that 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 uh merges those two things identities together and then and then just having trust moving forward it's just like i am what i am and i trust it and i don't have to seek because Mm -hmm. it's all right here right now and and then moving forward it's like all right i don't have to like question my actions because i already know that the intention for connectivity and for truth is already laced within any step i take and i'm protected yeah
1: it's like the The, empowerment from knowledge of self yeah for sure And, and then and like transgressing in this in this country knowing everything i know about myself at this point and also like uh, my following is all in mexico city oh really yeah like i almost have 10,000 followers on instagram all almost all people in mexico um especially uh, mexico city like i already said so that that's been it's been weird dude yeah <laughs> dude, that's the world <laughs> opening up to yeah, you that's yeah, like I that's mean,
0: like resonant frequencies yeah. like identifying with with, with each other art, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and like so
1: It's a bizarre thing because it's like, I'm an underground artist based in Portland, but I'm an underground artist in Mexico City, really. like That's where my shit circulates the most. Yeah, And so it's been like, that kind of caused its own dissonance for me because I'm like, well, I'm not, I have family in Mexico City, but I'm not in Mexico City right now. I'm not like, I'm not from Mexico City, but at the same time, it's like my expression
0: is relevant the most sure there. have you been to mexico city
1: not even i've been to a lot of spots in mexico i've been to oaxaca i've been to uh-huh. um extapa and stuff like that but. sure
0: yeah i've been to both i've been to Ixtapa and uh uh oaxaca but not mexico city that's like the next like hell yeah. place. next next time i go to mexico it's mexico city i mean for like same dude for like two weeks yeah. like i gotta i have to experience mm-hmm. that
1: city that's where my grandpa's from and i my grandpa's kind of you know he's He's got probably like five years left Mm -hmm. of his life. Um, So I definitely want to go there with him or go there with my pops. Like that's my closest connection with my grandfather because he's from there. Um, Mm -hmm. Just to have that resource. I know soon. Yeah. In in my near future, I'll be going to Mexico City.
0: Most definitely. Now that sounds amazing. So where has these explorations continue, but like navigating, like finding like your style and... Uh, that's the really most fun part really really connect, <laughs> yeah really connecting yeah. like with you have an audience now and then and then like where are you where is your curiosity like driving you these days
1: i mean my curiosity is driving me more inward into like what i actually enjoy doing process wise i think because mm-hmm. it's just like i'm never not creating something in my head sure like i i I've never been able to turn it off my whole life it's just like all right i have these new ideas and that doing what i'm doing now still having those ideas Mm -hmm. but kind of putting my art more to the side Mm -hmm. has been hard Mm -hmm. it's been like it's almost like i'm splitting myself up into two parts um but curiosity wise i'm just gonna keep doing really simple line work and like i don't know breaking down these like i'm really into um Betty Boop cartoons right now. Uh huh. Old school Betty Boop cartoons because they're, they're so big in like Chicano tattoo parlors and shit yep. like that. Um. So more Betty Boop shit. I want to dive into that stylistically. I'm much more like kind of cartoony type shit. Um. But I also love, like, I love just, I don't know, abstract shit. And I love just like forms. Yeah. <laughs> just most well, forms. And
0: I think like overarching like when you know that like you don't have to do like what you're doing is enough. Like that feeling of like, Oh, like I can do this thing. And obviously like we're going to create new models for what we want to bring into the world. And execution is like a huge component of that. But like realizing that like everything that is in your well of creativity is that like belongs into the world. Mm -hmm. You don't have to validate it in any other way. Like even if it doesn't come into the world, it, it doesn't mean it's like, it just may not be its own time. And yeah. and just trusting that whatever comes up is, is worthy instead of being like, oh, I got to be like that person or this yeah, person. Yeah, letting it like come to everything you. Everything that comes up yeah. is, is worthwhile. Exactly. And, and also, yeah, like our
1: brains are just like a centrifuge of creating dialectics, like synthesizing two things into a new like a new thing yeah it's like two old things into a new
0: one <laughs> like most definitely making idea babies <laughs> cool so i want to take like a beeline <laughs> uh i want to talk about food and cooking yeah because where where was like your initial like love for food and cooking kind of like cultivated
1: um i think just from a really early age so my grandfather when he moved here from mexico he went to uh, uh, Sun River, Oregon. Well, actually, first lived in California. Then he moved to Sun River, Oregon, and he uh, opened up an Italian restaurant, actually. Really? So, yeah, like, my, so I have, like, a European ancestry in, from Mexico. Then I also have, a, like, an indigenous ancestry from Mexico. Um, my great-grandmother's side, on my Mexican grandfather's side, um, she actually owned a French restaurant in Mexico City, and she grew her own escargot. Yeah, she's like, it was like a pretty, like, there's pigs that they'd slaughter at the restaurant, like, yeah, in the farm area, like, very, I don't know, old school. Yeah, French that's like farm shit. to table. For yeah, real, literally, for real. Yeah. Um, and so that's what my grandpa grew up around so then he moved to when he went to sun river he opened up an italian restaurant pretended to be italian (laughs) 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 like he's not italian but you know like to like rich white ski yeah yeah, yeah. he's also just like a brilliant human being like super well educated super smart um and he just like saw a gap in the market for an upper Mm -hmm. end but still affordable like dining experience for these rich white people who are going to these ski resorts so he did it and um he was extremely successful and like really did well it was this restaurant called marcello's mm-hmm. um but yeah so he turned his bread up and you know um my dad grew up around that and so i grew up just cooking i grew up just knowing how to chop vegetables you know putting them in, in a in a sauce you know like making spaghetti what
0: did you like cooking for yourself when you were young i
1: was young uh eggs yeah eggs i think eggs were my earliest thing like like in middle school like figuring out how to flip mm-hmm. like making over easy egg perfectly and just being like yes yeah i did that <laughs> i could do that um and also just assisting my dad with whatever and he would he would leave the room and be like i want you to season it like to what you t- think tastes good like i'm not going to tell you like here here are your spices figure it out <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it was in hindsight, that was a good way of teaching me how to rely on my, my actual senses. Yeah. Um, but then, and like outside of that, you know, I, I grew up with my sister watching Anthony Bourdain, like RIP to the goat, dude to the goat. That's the hardest I've cried when somebody died, mm. like hands down. Cause he, like I said, I grew up watching him with my sister like when that, like when No Reservations was airing and shit like that, and then, I actually saw him live in middle school. Really, that was one of my birthday presents. Yeah,
0: it was just seeing you know, like a speaking tour for his book. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kitchen Confidential.
1: Yeah, some one of those. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it was before TED Talks and shit like that. But yeah, I mean, big influence.
0: Yeah, he was like the first like person that like showed me that it's like yo, like you can just chill and have fun yeah doing what you love to do whatever the and fuck. it's like a brilliant writer mm-hmm. brilliant speaker but just like just the way that he just had like a passport to to life yeah like he just said yes and just tried so many different things and,
1: and without judgment yeah just, without any judgment and, and, and actually not just without judgment but with, with like full praise and admiration like adoration for the people presenting these dishes mm-hmm. to him i mean god yeah and so and also, what he did for Mexican cuisine, the way he talked about Mexican cooking, um, he praised it and thought it was one of the best cuisines in the world, and, but also one of the most uh, underappreciated mm-hmm. in terms of like how American markets perceive it. Because mm-hmm. um, you go to a spot like, you've been to Oaxaca, yeah, some of the best fucking food at, like, there is, in my opinion. Like, and there's so, many ch- there's so many nuances to Mexican cuisine that he would talk about that, I don't know. So, I just love him. I love him so much.
0: Yeah. For that reason. Yeah. I love him and miss him, but he's definitely like the blueprint for the type of like, life that I am trying to curate and cultivate. Oh my God. Yo, I'm trying to be like. Who wouldn't? (laughs) There's a few different idols of mine that I'm just like pulling certain things, absorbing in To like move across borders without any fuss (laughs) or fight. It's just like, and just being open to like new experience. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to know what's around the next corner i want to yeah. be surprised and i want to be there to see it and
1: also being is just like such a relatable charismatic person to where you just have these connections mm-hmm. wherever you go and yeah and just i don't know just being well respected in those spaces yeah so because his book i mean it's, it's his writing that really changed people's lives most definitely so i mean he had that avenue to like share his thoughts and ideas and it people were like picked up picked it up from there and just around the world globally yeah. people loved it and loved him so it was definitely big goals big goals
0: major goals and in, in you're on your way <laughs> <laughs> answer this question <laughs> what is lowe's burgers lowe's burgers
1: so i run a, a smash burger pop-up um called lowe's burgers um it's just really tasty uh yeah that's that's basically it i it's i started it this year's uh, august of this year and it really kind of took off um yeah, it's, it's the thing I'm the most excited about with Mm -hmm. what I'm doing.
0: Um, how did you land on that idea?
1: I, so it's kind of funny. I, I was living with a group of people, um, former friends really. And I just kept making this burger during quarantine and, um, you know, different iterations of it. I just kept making it for people that I loved. And, uh, they were just like, Oh, you should, you could sell this. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I kept making different iterations of it because, you know, I think I was on unemployment um, and so I was able to just kind of experiment with whatever I wanted to have a lot of space and time to create um, during the pandemic. And I just kind of wound up uh, making different iterations of this burger to the point where I kind of, it was just one night, actually, I smoked some weed and I was like, all right, this worked, this worked, and this worked, and this worked. What if I just combined all those iterations, all the best parts of those iterations together mm-hmm. to make this one burger? And I did. And it was one of the best burgers I've ever eaten. Yeah. And so <laughs> then I like, so my roommate and best friend of five years, or not of five years, um, of what, like 20 years, um, Noah Milner he's like, oh that's the name <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah he's he's my <laughs> roommate back around i've known him since i was five and um he uh is a head chef or a former head chef at bamboo sushi um now is a chef at zillow sake but i gave him one of the burgers hyping it up but also being like how do i have something because like just just try it and he had a bite and he had like the uh, like oh my god moment you yeah know? and i was just like fuck yeah i, I did it you know because he was like he got it. He understood that, like this, it's. It got to the point where it wasn't even something. Like I couldn't not sell it to people, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't for like for me. It wasn't for just the homies. It was like I need to. Everybody yeah. should try this
0: burger. <laughs> yeah. What are the elements to a good a, burger. a good burger for me you, that you re- like recognize so in your process?
1: I think with any type of food, for me, just like balancing, you know, fats salts, acid, heat, you know, just, like, really basic elements, right, but with a burger, I love, I'm a bottomings guy, I love to have, like, the fixings at the, at the like, underneath the, the patty, um, and I like, so, I guess I'll just speak to my burger, my burger has, like, layers of sweetness, almost, like, um, it's very, um, it's not too rich, but it's, it has, like, it's almost like a a spectrum of flavor when you eat it, mm. um, and I also so I made a sauce for it. Yo, I made a sauce. That for sauce, <laughs> going. Go go yeah, so the sauce is like the what holds it all together. I mean, it's it's a really good fucking sauce. Um, I can't tell anybody what's in it. Don't. Um, <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm actually in the process of uh, getting NDAs printed oh, yeah. out for people you better who do know i know um but so that was the first thing i ever made for the burger actually it was a sauce and i was just like i put that shit on like a a kirkland you know patty and with like a cheap ass bun and was like yeah this is this slaps yeah. <laughs> you know and then so but from there i just kind of i built the burger off of the sauce really um and i realized you know like okay the martin's potato roll is like has a sweetness to it um, that really complements the sauce, but doesn't take away from it. Um, I landed on butter pickles, bread and butter pickles for it. I don't like bread
0: and butter pickles. Are you? Whatever butter. I don't it. know. I don't know what a bread it's and butter. It's a. It's pickle. a
1: really sweet pickle.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of sweet pickles. Yeah. Uh, not dills.
1: Yeah. Neither, neither am mind. But Pause. on the burger, <laughs> it was perfect. And
0: I I used
1: it just because it was what we had at the time, or what I had to make it, and um, and I was like, oh shit. This is, I think, this is, th- there's something to this, um, and sure enough, yeah. And then also, just American cheese. I think, I think American cheese on a burger, like processed American cheese, is I like, to me, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. I think that's a requirement because mm-hmm. I mean, I also don't like my burgers being too bougie or too
0: no too high. There's quality. a point. There's like a threshold, like where some yeah. places go a little too far. Yeah, and, and it's just like, yo, like everything's good and all but like you didn't cook the patty properly mm-hmm. or the bun is a little bit expired and yeah. just because it's like this fancy ass bun mm-hmm. you didn't give me a fresh one and so this whole entire experience is tainted
1: exactly and and i think uh, shouts to canard you know canard yeah they that did little baby yeah they did that butter. they did the burger trying to emulate almost like a, a mcdonald's burger like a mm-hmm. quarter pounder um and i mean seeing them do that kind of being like okay well we're a fancy joint um but we'll kind of return to form because mm-hmm. i think and also there's parallels with my art style too i love just simple shit mm-hmm. like returning to i don't know something that's not very complicated something that's not like pure but like just simple
0: yeah not overdone
1: yeah not overdone but still delicious mm-hmm. um and i think my burger achieves that and yeah because I, mean, I hate when people just overload shit like avocado on a burger and and you know <laughs> like it, ta- it tastes good you put avocado on something it's gonna taste good yeah but it's not it's not like
0: i don't know it's not essential like the non-essentials i don't know it's just it's extra, it's extra. yeah and don't get me wrong i'm a motherfucker
1: i'll eat anything I'll eat, if you put something in front of me, I'll eat it, like, I don't, I I, I have a huge appetite, and, um, like, I'm not, I'm not picky, I'm not, or I'm not, like, a snob about food, like, I, I, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll taste it, and I'll eat it, Cause, you know, food's food, but at the same time, it's, like, when something grabs me, Something will fucking grab me mm-hmm. um, And I'm I'm opinionated as fuck When it comes to high quality things yeah. Like I have a list Of restaurants in Portland That I feel like Do mm-hmm. it right Do it right And also need more attention Like um, I'll do a sh- quick shout out Quesa Rosa
0: up, Dude on North Williams Next to the Oh my carnitas? god Carnitas The best carnitas Taco, ta- In Portland bro, bro I've been telling people that My whole time It's insane here. dog I swear to fucking And nobody god. knows about it Nobody goes Lisa there Lisa and Reyna, Yeah they bro. love me, bro Bro Yeah, yeah, yeah We should yeah. go there together Yeah, I'd be down bro. as fuck I'd down. Okay, as I'm standing right now Because I've been yeah, telling man. people this shit yes. Since yes. I moved Dark. to Portland Hands down Handmade tortillas T- till crispy, order, crispy, juicy Yeah, crispy, fatty Oh my god Yeah,
1: I just Thank I, you I, You uh, know Yes, dude Come on oh, get, bro. get real and, and, bro. and I there needs to be a Munchies video about them there needs oh to be, They need to have all the attention, man Dude Because I, I, I It baffles me Yo Because like It's It's
0: Best fucking tacos in Best Portland. tacos in Portland
1: Yes Like I pro- maybe even in Beaverton Like they have the best carnitas Thank you And, and Thank you And nobody's going there You and, know Everybody
0: and, that knows me knows that that's the spot like, <laughs> Really I, I, I've I, been raving about yeah. it Since I moved to Portland I used to really? live off a of Shaver in yeah. Missouri Yeah Okay so right So there, I used to ride my bike Like yeah. first month I moved here five uh-huh. years ago That's why Ride wow. my bike and just walk over Alright yeah Bro, that has me hyped because I you.
1: I've been saying this. Also, I didn't Yo. know I had no idea Aaron Ugh. knew about Quesabrosa. We just hit. Like, yeah, this is peak yeah. level excitement. If y'all, <laughs> have,
0: if y'all can't tell, because I've been <laughs> raving about Quesabrosa forever. I'm and right there like, with you. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm in the same boat because people don't fucking know about it, and it's that's the most frustrating thing because it's like there's so many Mexican joints in Portland, not Mexican owned, like like a uh, Mm-hmm. Like it's close to by here. Mid, mid, they're all mid. I mean, mid. <laughs> they just go for like this, like um, the aesthetic, the, the aesthetic, yeah, yeah, of like uh, like bright colors, yeah, ha- super sanitized, and you know, white people here eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. You Casabrosa, Did you see how they're like the new covered area. Mm-hmm. They changed mm-hmm. the shit. It feels like you're in Mexico. You yeah. go in there with the way they like the makeshift paneling. You can tell like they made that themselves. Like yeah. they they were working with what they had, and it's. It's such an authentic experience and and they just keep building off of that to where I love it. I, right. I adore right. it. All right. So yeah.
0: this is like creating in real time cuz you know I've been talking about like food show for yeah. like a minute. We're going to do an episode Dude, me and you. I would Kesa love Rosa. that, man. I that's, would that's, love that's that That's what shit. it is. That's what I, it is.
1: Cuz I I I love talking about food. I yeah. I love I want to bring exposure to these restaurants. Yes, cuz they deserve it. That's and the vision. And they're still like and also create a space for it that's outside of like you know snobby white dudes um giving their opinion on shit while also bringing them to these spots because that's where the money's at (laughs) Yeah, most definitely most Um.
0: definitely but yeah i'm i'm glad that we connect on that that's crazy so so like there's a huge component that i that is kind of like the crux of this whole entire podcast Mm. is like having an idea and bringing it into existence and stepping oh, into that yeah. reality. So I want you to kind of go in on like, cause you said that you were experimenting with burgers and like just doing them for friends. Cause it was a yeah. real like just grassroots type type of thing. It's yeah, like Quarantine just, just fucking around. Yeah, yeah. But then there's that point of, yo, like I need to bring this into the world. Yeah. And then there's like, you come up with like hesitancy and reasons why not to do something. Yeah. But the imposter can, syndrome. Yeah, if you can kind of dive into like what, that process was into making it a real thing that existed in the world yeah
1: well first off i'll say my network of friends my like the support group that i've had and just like the people i've surrounded myself with the beginning of this year specifically took me so far um that really helps in manifesting right because you're talking because we're talking about actualization we're talking about manifesting shit um it's good to have people who believe in what you're doing (laughs) and won't doubt you when you talk as though you've already done it because a big part of manifesting is using language like i'm i'm going like i'm doing this this is what's happening i'm doing this i'm going to do like i'm going to get this yeah when i when i yeah exactly um so people who won't be like yeah whatever to you Mm -hmm. um because like even if you don't let it get to you subconsciously it does get to you um it, it takes you out of that headspace um that was imperative um and also just like Yeah, people trying the burger and seeing their reactions, I was like, like, I was testing. I started by basically um, focus testing on my group of friends, being like, all right, even people who don't like spicy food, because there's spices, there's a spice to my burger, like, giving it to them, and them being like, oh, I love it, I can handle this. Like, the most sensitive, you know, Caucasian people. (laughs) Caucasian. (laughs) (laughs) Caucasoid. Folks consuming my shit and being like, oh, this is great, I can eat this, and I'm like, okay. Write that down tight, okay. And then also, like, another thing of like acting as kind of goes back to acting like you got it before you even have it. Um, taking good photos, good documentation. Um, because uh, before I was you know, before I even signed up to do my my people's market, my people's market, wonderful organization, they do a they support BIPOC run, uh, pop ups around Portland, they hold events to do that. Um, I, I needed a website. I needed a website to sign up for it. Um, and, and like also an Instagram just to show them that I have a product. Um, so that's imperative. Before you try to do something like this, make sure you have really good documentation and hate the social media is pretty hard. Cause like I learned that from my, my art was branding mm-hmm. and marketing really. Cause I was able to um, I branded myself a certain way. And I realized that because of what I was doing, my market was in Mexico city because of like the identity I was exploring within myself. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is how you make a brand. This is how you have like make a target audience. And through honestly Facebook analytics, I was able to dive deeper and deeper into learning how to do that. Um, So then when I did it in Portland, it's a great catalyst. Like Instagram, first of all, caters to food photography. They cater to like good food photography, especially. Um, And also it's just a food city. Yeah. On top of that, I knew going into this post pandemic or not even post pandemic. I shouldn't say that, you know, at the end of the pandemic, people are going to like, there's a huge market gap for restaurants. Cause how many spots closed a lot, uh, unfortunately, but then I was like, okay, then I will be, I'll be the new seed planted in this mm-hmm. debris. Um, and there's a lot of, I mean, market gaps and market openings. Kind of, they're almost cyclical. Like, yeah. if you think about how many new restaurants came out um, in the like after the 08 recession, that like ended up becoming really su- successful in Portland. Like, Pock Pock was one of them. Um, like, and there's a lot of others like that kind of just boomed the scene and kind of rejuvenated mm-hmm. um, this, the space. I was like, okay, well. There's like people want this.
0: Yeah. And you like saw like your place in it. Yeah. Like instead of like, there's this big wall. It's like you saw the opening in my
1: window. And, and that being said, it's like how many motherfuckers are making smash burgers right now? Like a lot. Um, That's been my biggest struggle in terms of imposter syndrome being like, okay, mine's exceptional. Mine is, it's uh, in its own lane. And Mm -hmm. um, as soon as I start selling shit, I know that. Um, But yeah, it it is, it is funny because I I don't want the market to be oversaturated. Um, And eventually I'll expand my menu. I am expanding my menu. I'm adding impossible smash burgers. Hell yeah. um, Which is going to be fucking sick. I'm ready for that. I don't think there's any impossible smash burgers. I mean, there's, I think the um, the Mr. Beast food chain has one. Can you still get the crust
0: on the smash burger?
1: It's not impossible. It's not going to be as good of a sear Uh because there's just not uh, a high enough fat content. Um, But it's still there. Uh-huh. I can get something there. And uh, honestly, it doesn't need it. It's still, it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. It's its own entity.
0: Yeah. What was like the hardest, like the hardest hurdle to get over to like, to do it? To like, to, to, to actually just yeah, go and do to, it? Yeah, to execute. I mean,
1: first off, money. I mean, you need to have, I would say I ended up investing in the business itself, starting out, like, three thousand mm-hmm. dollars so i was able to save that up during the pandemic um i also got a little lucky in stock the stock market um that helped me a little bit too but um i was also like awarded grants for my art mm-hmm. that helped went in a like, huge way um so so like look for resources look for resources like there's free money out there yeah there's free money and that, that's what, really what i did um and then from there i was able to you know buy the equipment, the proper equipment, and, like, knowing, like, thinking practical within the means of what you're able to do, right? Sure, sure. So, it's, like, you have a limited amount of space, you know, what do you, what do you buy with that? What do you use? Like, how do you maintain it? So, a deep fryer for the waffle fries, um, a flat top grill, and a tabletop fridge. The tabletop fridge was the most expensive thing. Mm -hmm. It was, like, 900 bucks, um, but worth it, you know?
0: Most definitely. You know,
1: and so um money big one going into it and knowing what equipment to buy within the means of what you're doing yeah and keeping it practical keeping it within your means cuz there's so much shit i could add to the menu and i want to add to the menu eventually but not yet
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i think a lot of people including myself like before you like start something you have like this idea of like needing that equipment like especially like in the photography world it's like i'll start taking photos once i get that camera but it's like what about the camera you have and it's like no like i don't want to i don't want to use that and i think a lot of people struggle with that like i have to have that instead of like just the willingness and want to do it well, needs yeah. to surpass the yeah. n- the need for or the desire it's not even a need mm-hmm. the desire for having your, the specific thing
1: your passion if if your passion's strong enough you will make do with what you have to get there um because yeah like if you have uh just like a pen and paper and you're an art you want to make art you'll do you'll make art Mm -hmm. with what you got with with the means that with what what you have um so yeah i mean just create shit have something to show for it make the best content you have with what you got first yeah and then people will be attracted to you and then people will invest in you more
0: um I mean, that's. Then you can get bougie. Then you can, then you, yeah. And then you realize it was better when you were simple.
1: And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Then you regret. (laughs) God damn it. Damn, I really already had it down. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just taking it step by step, slowly integrating. And, and, you know, I think that that comes with a certain practicality.
0: So, Lowe's Burgers is still relatively like brand new. Brand new. Yeah, yeah. And which is nice, too, because I
1: can, like, there's a lot more room for me to
0: reinvent myself
1: Mm -hmm. or like
0: rejuvenate it and just change things. Yeah. I love, I love how you're like, you didn't have to be perfect. Like you found something that worked and you can always look for like, like, Oh, the bun and this and that. It's like, once you found something that resonated, you had your think tank with, with trusted friends Mm -hmm. and then it's just like, cool, that's what we're going to roll with instead of being like, Oh no, let's, let's go a different route. Cause I think a lot of us just kind of like, put ourselves in that forever finding new ways to keep ourselves busy instead of execute i find myself in that place yeah yeah the the preemptive phase yeah yeah
1: or yeah that's i mean and that's just with whatever you're doing people get caught in that trap um but yeah no i mean i was just confident enough in the burger itself to know like all right it's i've done enough testing this is it Mm -hmm. you know and then once you get strangers reacting Positively to your shit, that's a whole new level. Because then you're like, okay, fuck yes, like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, like this is. Is I think it's the, one of the best feelings. Yeah, and then also, just like how this, how it's been, uh, how I've been able to like, I guess just like, uh, connect with my community, as as a person of color who grew up in Portland, Oregon, like, I just feel like I'm a part of the city in a way that I've never
0: felt my entire life. Yeah, and that's like, I don't know. Yeah, serving others is like the highest expression yeah. of humanity. Yeah, literally, like when you serve. Yeah, it's like else. oh,
1: purpose. It's like it's like when a dog has a job. You know, <laughs> 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 that's how it feels. I mean, because when dogs have jobs, they're just like they're so stoked. Yeah, you know, oh for sure. And it's been, I don't know, working for other people. I I've never felt that way, you know, but like I I was a barista a lot, and I worked at cafes and stuff, making sandwiches and shit like that, uh, for a lot of my side hustles and um but when it's your
0: thing when it's your how baby, validating it's, that is to, holy to give kid. them your heart yeah
1: literally and um the way people respond to you to being an owner it's just it's empowering and it also feels right you mm-hmm. know because i'm not i don't know i and I, I might have to do like a side job here and there in the future but i never i never want to go back to like not owning my own shit you know mm-hmm. it's a, it's and then that's the whole other thing of like, you know, creating your own business in this country. It's like, okay, oh no, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, am I contributing? What did I sign up? What <laughs> yeah, did yeah. I sign up for? Yeah, yeah. It's like, what is? What am I doing? Um, and that, another thing for me is like, in terms of, I guess, just the pressure of it all. Like, I'm, I'm contributing to the beef industry. Like that doesn't feel good, mm. or that doesn't like that's morally that I like. I want to move away from that, or I want to like eventually. Sure, there's ways to, to source. Make it m- yeah, source the beef ethically. Um, that's my biggest goal, working up from where I'm at now. Yeah, is, is like having more ethical. Yeah, um, sources for, for sure.
0: What's well, like getting in, and then you can start tinkering and moving things around. Where do you see exactly. Loesburger's expanding into? Or Are you kind of like in that take it day by day type of thing um, instead of projecting too far into the future? Well,
1: no, I mean I so f- on december 14th to the 24th i'll be doing my first ever kind of uh five day in a row increment um to where i'll be operating like an actual um brick and mortar mm-hmm. um, or food truck uh I'll, i'm kind of gonna take it from there to see how i like that because mm-hmm. um, that's that's the real work right owning a restaurant that's like That's the work where you never stop working. Yeah. Even on your days off, like you're, you're stressed. (laughs) You're thinking about your business operating, you know? Um, So I, I'm thinking food truck. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of where I'm headed. Um, I got into this program called MISO. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Explain what that is. Yeah. Micro, I think it's micro entrepreneurial services of Oregon is what it stands for. Um, I could be wrong on the E entrepreneurial something like that. Um, But they ostensibly give a lot of uh, resources or basically a long-term business program for um, BIPOC business owners. And I think also just in general, um, small business owners in Portland. Um, But I think they, they cater more towards POC um, or disenfranchised folks, but they, they're great. I mean, it's only $250 to get into their long-term business program and they've been giving me a lot of good resources. I mean, they have an IDA program. Mm-hmm. What's in that? Individual development account. Um, You access it when you need to make a purchase on your business mm-hmm. ostensibly. Um, but an IDA at the end of every month, they match what you put into it five to one mm-hmm. with a $9,000 cap. Mm-hmm. Um, So, if I put, I can only put in eighteen hundred at the end of every month, but they would give me nine thousand into wow. the account, and it's all through a, 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 a state grant. Wow! So it's not you're not in debt from doing that, which yeah. is
0: crazy. That's that's awesome, and and thank you for sharing that. Because yeah, it's like, like as like small business owners, like we feel like it's like we're all on our own, and there's yeah, no, there's no one out there to help us, and it's like there's there's people that want to help us. There's Literally. there's institutions like you just have to like. Gain the courage search to ask yeah. and search, and, and you'll find the, the way to do it. Yeah,
1: and I think that's that's one of the most frustrating things about, I don't know, our, this country to me is like, nobody tells you how to navigate this shit. Mm-mm. It's not taught. You're not, I don't know, it's it's so chaotic. It's so, I don't know. And then that's when people start building those those thought patterns of like, oh, this is impossible. I could never do it but people are people do it. Yeah. <laughs> like and I hate my my least favorite thing is when um people are like uh they kind of gatekeep their method of it, of achieving something mm-hmm. because like it's a se- a secret or something. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Uh, there's too much of it. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it it makes me my skin crawl cuz it's like you, you only benefit really from more people entering certain markets and certain spaces like Sharing, I don't know, sharing the knowledge of how to access something or uh, obtain it, should be like, I don't know. I, I, in an ideal world, I would want that to be the standard. But people, people yeah, are so weird well about that's it.
0: That's that's the thing. It's like that's our job. Like, yeah, literally. we have to yeah. do that. And, yeah, and bring Share other it. people in. And and luckily that like we are in a community that that prioritizes those yeah. things and. Even going back to like what you're saying about like having people around that that believe in you is yeah. so huge, super like, important. Like, I'm really whenever, grateful. Whenever like me and Cameron go out, like yeah. he'll always like if he's introducing me to somebody, he's like, "This is Aaron. Like he has an amazing podcast." Like yeah, every he's, fucking he's, time. He's so fucking good I, at I, it. Yeah,
1: my cousin Cameron, one of the best hype men. One yeah. of the best. he oh my like god. He, like inter- you can ask yeah, for. Best yeah, best introduction ever. Yeah,
0: like it's it's. And it snaps you back into your greatness. Who you are, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, damn right I am. Yeah, exactly. And it, it feels so good to be recognized and seen. Yeah, and not have to like, like prove myself every yeah. single time and start from square one. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, like thanks for like the layup, yeah, for me to connect to self.
1: Yeah, surrounding yourself with people who will empower you, because and so many times, friends or people close to us will disempower us. Not
0: you gotta, you have to pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly,
1: though. and not out of. Spite or even hate it's more out of their own like insecurities, yeah, or their, their own, own, own their own fear or their own self doubt and at a certain point it's either and this is what I've learned just in my twenty five years of existence it's either you have to cut those people out or distance yourself from folks like that, or the universe will do it for you. that's kind of what I've learned It's like okay. You know, eventually those people will fall out of your life, or
0: but or you get so like connected to them where it's like you don't know how to break away. Like, and that's, that's like the hardest. That ties part. back into like your journey, like yeah. like into identity and exploration yeah. through art, and you find that these people fall away. Yeah, because you had to go inwards. And yeah, it's so much harder to decide to go mm-hmm. inward.
1: You shed your skin. Yeah. You shed your skin, and you know,
0: and and you get new people. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm (laughs) so fucking grateful for all the people that are like in my life up here. Like I'm like, yo, like I know so many beautiful people that are doing great things. Like, but it's like it took that that decision from being in san diego yeah. i was flipping burgers hey. at a fucking golf course oh fuck i swear to god yeah. like i was flipping burgers for the worst types yeah. of people, and, and it was just like like the most bougie people in yeah. the world and and like looking out and seeing friends that work there too and just looking at their faces and like they expected me to be there like, yeah like to just be this like is an your employee. place yeah this yeah. is my place yeah, yeah. and it's like How dare I, like, step out into, like, the bar area and and whatever. It was just like, wait, like, you think this is the highest, like, this is what you expect of me? It's like, you don't listen to what I'm speaking and the world that I want to live in? Because they don't,
1: I mean, that's another frustrating thing. It's like, the boss is always going to be against you in a certain aspect or, like, traditionally, right? Like, do you, your best interests go against their best interests? Mm Mm-hmm all the time mm-hmm. like you want more pay for less work and they want more work for less pay from mm-hmm. you so it's like it's fucked and then uh, on top of that it's like you start hyping yourself up about something and they they don't want that yeah they'll dampen that yeah shit. that's uh, why right careful
0: about who you share your dreams with yeah, literally like you I've, I've been kind of a little bit more like tight-lipped on like mm-hmm. who i decide to like share these things with because it's like yeah. are you an energy amplifier or vampire oh that's yep. lit <laughs> that's hella lit
1: because i mean yeah people either give it or they take it or they're neutral there's yeah. a lot of neutral folks and, yeah it's you know. hella neutral What's <laughs> like,
0: where it just doesn't click but yeah. then it's like you're exuding this energy and it's like yo you need to hold on to your energy yeah because easy to just run on like a tangent of inspiration yeah but it's like yo like if there's not a container for it to go into mm-hmm. you're just a spout that's just like letting it all go into the world and it'll suck you dry yeah it will completely yeah you'll
1: be tapped out and so i feel like i'm somebody who has a lot of energy right like i am a very high energy person i i it's it's hard to find the balance of like when to inspire somebody when to charge somebody up and when not to and and that's when it goes back to your intuition right Mm -hmm. or like the feel of it because like some people they they you love them like you give the love to like, you have enough love to them to be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm telling you this, I'm going to plant the seed in you because mm-hmm. I believe in you. Yeah. And, and, but it's hard to like differentiate those folks from it's people so who will take advantage of you. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's like, who's going to take action on it. Yeah. Cause it's like, exactly. after
0: I've told you something like a couple of times, you're there's beating, a point where I'm yeah. just, I'm not going to be beating asking a dead about horse. You when you're going to yep. start the thing. Cause yeah. I've like, we've been talking about this for six months and yeah. you haven't done it yeah. yet. So I'm just not going to bring it up mm-hmm. anymore. And I, I think I'm doing a better job of recognizing that. Yeah. It's like, and
1: you can hold space for folks who like don't need that.
0: Yeah. You know? And like sure. some
1: people just don't want to do their own thing and that's valid. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, whatever, I don't know. There's no, it's hard for me sometimes to be like, cause I get so much passion. I, I I'm so passionate. I get so much like satisfaction from what I'm doing. From creating my own shit, right? It's hard to be for me sometimes to be like, all right. Sometimes you know people are content not doing shit like that, and it's not one's not better than the other, but it's almost like at the same time, though, I I want to share this. Yeah, when you this.
0: see the potential in somebody, and it's just that's like, that's a it's just scene. like, yeah. yo, just take one step to yeah. your left, and, or and keep, you'll you'll attract the abundance that you yeah. seek, or you attract the happiness. But it, then it goes, it com- always comes back to just like not having expectations for others and just staying consolidated yeah. and solid in your own spirit. Cause mm-hmm. I used to abandon self to kind of like play puppet master for someone else. Yeah. And then it's like my avatar would, would and be And then if they don't want that, they don't if, want if, it. If they, and they, if, they'll fucking take it, it a different way. Yeah.
1: If they don't want it, they resent you for it. A hundred percent. They
0: will fucking rip your head off. Yeah. And, and then,
1: and then that's, I've been in a similar situation and the wake up call is like, Oh yeah. Like I, why do i i don't need to do that yeah yeah at all, <laughs> like, at it doesn't all. affect me <laughs> like all. like other people's shit wanting people to live up to their potential like it if they push back let it go like yeah step away from them because like or just don't it's talk about job. it yeah and you're they they're subconsciously kind of making a boundary like they're setting a boundary of being like for whatever reason this isn't like, no, like I, I can't do this. Yeah. And You're it's just like respecting it. Yeah. Respect. Like, I respect it. Okay. Yeah. And then, but then
0: it's just like, I know who to build with and who not and to not build to with. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, cool. We'll exactly. keep our distance. And then maybe down good. the
1: down the line, they'll have an aha moment and, and you know, then you can build with them. But at the end of the day, it's like, they, they are the ones to make that call mm-hmm. for themselves. Like, yes. cause at the end of the day, we are always in our way, right? We're always in our own way more than anybody else yeah
0: most definitely yeah most, well this is a amazing conversation oh yeah i knew exactly what it was gonna, <laughs> i didn't know where we were gonna go but i knew it was gonna be amazing yeah i could um, talk about this shit all yeah. day is there <laughs> anything else you'd like to share with our beautiful listeners i
1: mean yeah so i don't know when this is when is this gonna air i don't know a couple where? weeks probably couple weeks okay word um well yeah follow me on los burgers uh the instagram is at los burgers that's los b-o-r g-e-r-s um i'm also my arts on instagram not posting on there as much but i'm ultra mang, ultra x mang on on the gram for that shit but yeah i mean follow those burgers and see where we'll pop up and see where we'll end up um i think eventually next year with the kind of the pace i've been going at i'll have my own spot most definitely yeah so stay tuned
0: (laughs) most definitely and i have to ask this question um, yeah are you gonna bottle lowe's sauce
1: i i want to yeah i, I, I want that to. dude I, yeah i'm telling you it'll yeah. be in
0: every fucking <laughs> store like that yeah. sauce is amazing yeah
1: i, I, I i'm i gonna take a pcc class called uh, recipe to market mm-hmm. for that because yeah i want him
0: hell so, yeah well dope thank you lorenzo and thank you all for listening to opening presents <music>